The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented, as always, by DraftKings. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Most of you know that, five teams, seven years, bunch of media gigs, bunch of podcasts. We'll have the Fantasy Feast podcast today. Obviously had the Even Money Betting podcast yesterday. Very much looking forward to the wisdom today from Mike Mayock. Perfectly timed day to have on the former Raiders general manager. New week means new winners. We do have a new patron of the day, Brian Thiemann. And listen. You guys know how I feel about this at this point. When you're watching the game, make it easy on yourself. Order in on DoorDash. Now you can root for your squad while your food and drinks are on the way. That means burgers, chips, dips, soda, pizza, wings, so much more delivered straight to your door. And then you got to have something delicious to wash it down. I highly recommend Labatt Blue Light. Jason Kelsey drinks it. I drink it. Basically, everybody you know that's awesome drinks it. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. It's Big Show time with my guy, Mike Mayock. The Big Show. Always great to be joined by one of my favorite people, and honestly, one of the best people I know in the industry here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, my buddy, Mike Mayock, who we were on the broadcast together a couple weeks ago for the Rams and the Lions, the first home playoff game in Detroit in over 30 years. It was fantastic. Of course, a lot of you know him from his recent stint as the Raiders general manager and before that being the lead draft guy for NFL Network. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Hey, I'm excited, Ross. It's always good to see you. And I I was a little jealous when you were down on the field for that game in, in Detroit. The atmosphere was crazy, and you know what I got I got a kick out of? I got a kick out of you and the linebacker from your hometown after the game with the big hug, and I love you. And It's kind of cool that even though you guys are separated by a decade or more, there's that, uh, that bond of hometown and football. I got a kick out of that, Ross. 
Yeah, you know, Mike, I always tell people, I, I don't know what it would have been like to grow up anywhere else, but I think almost like the further away you get from a major city, it's almost like the more high school football matters, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's just, a, it's a, it's a really big deal where we live. It's a really small town. We have a graduate, like 140 people. Although I think I told you Taylor Swift is one of them, which is, which is a whole other thing, by the way, for the most famous person in the world, like you knew what house she lived in when she was 10. It's just, that's a whole other thing. But, um, wait, was let, me, cool. let me connect a couple more dots for you. So Taylor Swift was at the game I had this weekend, which was Buffalo, Kansas city. Obviously, Kelsey's brother was climbing out of the press box and carrying <laughs> people in and out while he was crushing beers. And I was on the field pregame, and I told Brett Feach, I heard he was quite the, the high school football player, and he almost fell over. He's like, how do you know that? And I said, what, my man, Ross Tucker. <laughs> he played in the big 33. We had a, quite a talk on the field about his high school career. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad you were able to connect with Brett uh, before I move on to kind of what you're doing now, Mike, and, and some Raiders stuff. I am curious, just your biggest takeaway from that bills chiefs game, because uh, you know, I have a lot of bills fans that are, that are listeners because of how much time I spent up there. My favorite team of, of the five I played for. And Mike, I, I think I tweeted this during the game at some point in the fourth quarter, I felt like the bills offensive line had been dominating the game and Josh Allen had almost played a perfect game and they were still losing the game at that point. I mean, it's just, it feels like you almost have to be perfect to beat Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs in the playoffs. Yeah, there's something, I think there are two points here, Ross, and you hit on one of them really well. And that is, I think if you look back at the history of the NFL playoffs at certain teams that dominate consistently over a period of time, there's some common denominators. One is a great coach. One's a great quarterback. But there's also playoff DNA. And, and they expect to win a football game, no matter what. And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. When I did the tape of Kansas City getting ready for the game of their offense, they were an average offense this year. They were number 15 in points scored. They were pedestrian. Why? A lot, a lot of drops. A lot of, a lot of turnovers more disconnects between quarterback and wideouts than you can even count on your notes. They didn't look like the Kansas City Chiefs that that we've gotten used to. But all of a sudden, now we're in a key playoff game against an opponent that they're really familiar with. And this is point number two. And again, throughout history, if you want to be one of those teams, there's typically a nemesis that you have to get by to climb that mountain. And for the Buffalo Bills, the nemesis is Kansas City. They lost to them twice in the playoffs the last several years. They lost to them again last weekend. And I got the feel in the fourth quarter that regardless of the fact that Josh Allen played a near-perfect game and they ran the football really well most of the game and were physical and downhill and tough, you just got the feeling that the Buffalo Bill players were on the sidelines in the fourth quarter like, Oh man, here we go again. We we can't shake these guys. Mahomes and you get the feeling on the other sideline, the Kansas City guys were almost laughing, like, "Hey, we got them. We, you know, we're going right back to familiar territory. We win these kind of games, and they don't." And that's what happens. Yeah, and I, I and and until you break that cycle, 
that I do think there's a mental element to that yep. for sure, Mike. Uh, now, so look, I know what you're doing now, including doing the Westwood One games because you know you were on, you and I were on the Rams Lions and you just did Bills Chiefs, but you also are are involved with something else. And I always like you know to bring someone like you on and just make sure people know what you're up to now. Well, I mean, I'm I'm working as a consultant for a company called Sumer Sports. Thomas Dimitrov, the uh, the ex um, general manager in Atlanta, is running that piece of the company, the football side of it. And what it is 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 an artificial intelligence group um, filled with more brilliant guys than even you. And I know you've got the <laughs> Ivy League education, but it's just a bunch of brilliant mathematicians. Uh, the owner made his money uh, in, on the stock market with algorithms, mathematical algorithms. He's brilliant. Paul Tudor Jones is his name, and he's made billions of dollars. And he's frustrated by um, the personnel decisions made in the National Football League and all levels of football. And he thinks he can drive an algorithm or two or three and help general managers and evaluators do a better job. And he needs football people to put football grades into those algorithms. So he's got Thomas Dimitrov. Thomas hired myself and some other uh, former scouts and coaches. And and um, it was fun. I spent all fall writing college reports, which is what I've been doing, watching tape and writing reports for the last 25 years. So um, this fall, I got a healthy dose of both the pro tape and the college tape, which I, I really like. It kind of keeps me involved. And now I'm kind of looking at the rest of the winter and going, maybe I can play some golf and hang out a little bit. Nice. I love it. So um, I think I asked you this in person, um, but I'm sure everybody would be curious. You had such a long and, and fantastic broadcasting career. Then you went on to the team side with the Raiders. I'm not asking about the general manager part of it yet. My question is, what are your biggest takeaways from working for a team as opposed to being like a broadcast? Like, like, and I've had teams reach out to me and, and just get feelers before, Mike. But, like, if I called you up and I was like, Mike, this team wants to hire me for this, what would you make sure that I knew about before I made that decision? The biggest takeaway, Ross, is that when you and I are broadcasters, we are basically responsible for the content that we present. And, and that means the preparation that we go through. And I think you and I are very preparation-oriented. We watch our tape. We talk to the people in the buildings so that we're prepared. You know, we we exhaustively prepare, but it's only for ourselves, right? We're, we're It's basically we are independent contractors that are responsible for our content and our work ethic. And you don't have to worry about a building full of people. Once you get into an NFL building, regardless of what level, you've, you, you've got to work as a great teammate. When you're a general manager, you've got to organize and manage people way more than I anticipated on the way in the door. But it's a different challenge because you give up some of your independence. But that's okay because you and I are both kind of old football guys. And what you get in return is you're all in on the team concept, which, again, as former players, we love and embrace. And on Sunday... Instead of going up in the in the broadcast booth and feel, the game's over, I feel, okay, we had a good game. Mahomes won. I'm going to go get a beer. You know, <laughs> just, 
when you're on a team, like literally you're throwing up in your mouth 20 times on Sunday, every Sunday, because it's your, it's the closest thing to being a player that you can get to. And it's a little bit more visceral because you're not 27 years old anymore. And you realize what it really does mean in the overall scope of your life. Yeah. You know, it's funny on the one hand, I miss caring who wins. I mean, the most I care about who wins Mike is Friday nights when I'm in a hotel room watching my high school team on YouTube. Like that's, <laughs> that's when I'm like a fan because I'm broadcasting a college or NFL game yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I can, I, I, it would be, there's part of me that misses. Like I even say to my, my high school coach that we lost in the state semifinals. Like it, I, it, it was still nice to like have that anxiety, like to care. I like to care. Um, are, are you glad you did it? Yeah. I, I mean, to try and make a really long story short, I mean, all those years I was at NFL Network doing uh, the evaluations, I had a great network of uh, throughout the league, all 32. My job was basically to be in all 32 buildings. And because of that, I had my own personal evaluation of players. That's, you know, that's on me. But I also got an opportunity to see how different teams were trying to build their franchise, what the different philosophies were. Why is this GM and this head coach successful in this building and they're not in the next building? So for 20, over 20 years, I was in all 32 buildings at the combines, at the pro day workouts, at the senior bowl. I had a lot of friends around the league and all we did was talk ball. I mean, we, we talked football and I kind of felt like because of that, I had a pretty good feel of what appealed to me about running a franchise and trying to win a Super Bowl. What, what, as I went around the league, what are the common denominators of winning and losing? And um, I can oversimplify it. And, and it's not Mensa. It's not rocket science. I mean, it really comes down to number one, do you have a quarterback, a high level quarterback? Number two, what is the head coach GM relationship? Are they tied at the hip philosophically or not? And number three, the owner's a wild card. You know, there's some good owners, there's bad owners, and there's a bunch in between. And if you have the three, those three components, you have a chance of winning consistently every year at a high level. A chance. It's a hard leg, right? And uh, I, I mean, I remember asking um, a high-level Hall of Fame-type coach 20 years ago. I said, you know, how many teams do you worry about every year? He said, Mike, probably five or six teams. And I said, why so few? He said, the other 25 will, will eliminate themselves. And, and I, I thought that was a great overview of what really does happen in the NFL. I mean, teams can't get out of their own way. Owners are hiring the wrong coaches for the wrong reasons. Then they're firing them a year later, and you're, you're redoing all the schematics again. And you're now you're drafting 34 outside linebackers. And I mean, it's it's a bad cycle and, and some teams don't know how to get out of it. But to answer your final question, that, that question, I'm, I, you know, I've got two kids I had to, I had to help raise and, and I'm happy I was there for them. I saw every high school football game of my son. I saw every, my daughter's basketball games and I was there for the dances and all the things I wanted to be there for. Um, and when they got out, you know, I was, you know, and, and one with their lives, and I had the opportunity with the Raiders. I took it. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, absolutely awesome. Speaking of the Raiders, uh, they just hired a former teammate of mine, 
Antonio Pierce and I, Mike, were undrafted rookie free agents in Washington with Marty Schottenheimer together in 2001. We both made the team. I think he kept five or six undrafted rookies because the year before, and you'll appreciate this, 2000, that was, I think, the last North Turner year. And they brought in like the 1990 all pro team. Yeah. yeah. Jeff George, Dion, Andre Reed, Irving Fryer, Bruce Smith. So they were like in cap purgatory. So thankfully, Marty Schottenheimer probably needed to keep some rookies. And he did. And he kept us. And Antonio was one of them. And uh, it's funny because I, I think that you are indirectly related to this, right? I don't know if Antonio Pierce gets hired. If Mark Davis doesn't make the mistake, in my opinion, of moving on from Rich Bisaccia and yourself after the playoff berth a couple years ago, I wrote this back in November, Mike, that he was going to hire Antonio Pierce because I just didn't think he could make the same mistake twice. I think he realized that. Your thoughts on them hiring Antonio? I think you hit uh, a big part of it right on the head. Um, I don't know Antonio. I think it's cool that you guys came in together as rookies. Uh, you know them, obviously, then way better than I do. Um, I know two things. One is that because of Rich Basaccia's success, you know, the, the Gruden resigned. We moved on. Um, Henry Ruggs got in an accident where he killed a woman, and um, it that put a huge hole in our building. And, and here's Rich Passaccia, the interim coach, dealing with not only John Gruden's fallout, but Henry Ruggs was this great kid who made an awful, awful, awful decision and mistake, and he's paying for it. Um, but from a football perspective, it punched a hole in our building because everybody in that building loved Henry Ruggs. And Rich Passaccia navigated us through that. Uh, we won our last four games. We go 10 and 7, and we're on the nine-yard line you know, at the Cincinnati Bengals to get the game into, into overtime with four shots. We didn't get it done. A couple of days later, we're both gone. Um, I think, and I remember the press conference Mark Davis had when he hired the two guys from New England. He said, we're not taking a step back. This is about getting to the next level. And, you know, we're not going to accept a low, losing season. And, of course, what happened is they took two steps back. You know, they had a losing season the first year and another one this year. And they get fired. Um, so I think the pressure was on, to your point. Antonio comes in as an interim coach, has success, does really well. And, importantly, guys like Max Crosby, who we drafted in 2019 in, in the fourth round, and he, Max owns that locker room, okay? Max driven all the right ways. Max has an addictive personality. And keep in mind, you know, Max was an alcoholic and an addict, and he's gone public with all that. He has an addictive personality. He's gotten rid of all the bad things, and now he's addicted to the good things, being a great husband, a great father, he wants to go to the Hall of Fame, and more than anything, he wants to win Super Bowls. So he's addicted to winning and, and excellence right now, you know, the whole Raider thing, you know. And I think his and other players' influence on, no, we can't have another change. You messed it up with Passaccia, you better hire this guy. And I think that played heavily uh, in Mark Davis's decision. It had to. I mean, how 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 could it not to, right? At this point, that would be um, crazy. Last question for you, Mike. And maybe you already talked about this, but 
maybe the the biggest lesson you learned as a GM, other than the managing people thing or the head coach GM relationship thing, maybe just like in terms of evaluating players or the draft or trades, biggest lesson as a GM. Wow. Um, there is more to that job than I ever knew. And it's 24-7 and it's 365. And so, you know, it, basically, football's a tough business anyway. But what I think I learned, Ross, more than anything, is that even when I couldn't wait to get out of that building, get to the Jersey Shore for the, you know, for that two-week period in, in late June, early July before training camp, it was like I'd be on the beach with my wife and my phone would ring and it was an agent. It was a player. It was, hey, we got to work out R Richie Incognito and, you know, you need to be there. You got to fly back to Vegas and be there for that workout if you guys want to want to if you want to sign them. And you'll love the story. I, I fly back to Vegas. Tom Cable, our O-line coach, me and Gruden, and Cable's going to put them through a workout. Incognito's in his 30s, a former Pro Bowl lineman, as you know. And Cable has this little square set up where you're, it's like a defensive back drill. You're backpedaling, you're hopping, you're, you're, he's checking flexibility, footwork. You know, Richie does one circuit, not even a minute. And Cable looks at me and Gruden and gives it like the, I've seen enough, you guys good? And Gruden and I go, yeah, that looked pretty good. And we signed him. And I'm thinking in my head, I just drove from the, I flew from the, the Jersey Shore <laughs> on the beach with my wife for a one minute workout in Vegas to sign Richie Incognito. But that's the life of a GM. It's all day. It's every day. You don't, you know, the, the player season, the evaluation season is not the college draft and free agents. See, it's every day, of every friggin' year. And you either embrace it, which, which I did. And I think everybody that has that job does, or it's not for you. And, and it, it's really, Every it gets exhausting and you're just you're more mentally tired than the first year in the building. I, I usually work out four or five days a week. The first year I was in that building, it was like drinking water through a fire hose. And and I, I felt like even though I had a world class workout facility, one floor below my office, I don't think I got to it five times in the first year. I felt like crap physically and mentally because it's just so exhausting. But at the end of the day, Ross, you love every second of it. <laughs> it's awesome. I love every second talking with you, Mike. Thank you so much for the time. My pleasure, buddy. Good catching up. Man, I love Mike Mayock. Love the candidness. Love being able to talk to him about all those different topics. I also love making my wife happy. And I do that thanks to my partners over at westshorehome.com slash Ross. You know how happy it makes your significant other and kids when you get a new shower or a new bath shower, it's insane. And for those of you that are new listeners or viewers or whatever, you can see my house. You can see the before and after pictures of my house, westshorehome.com slash Ross. And we're about to get a new front door, which is going to be amazing. Uh, exactly a week from the day. Cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. My wife's fired up. Westshorehome.com slash Ross. Great way, by the way to be the sponsor confirmation email winner and get one of these amazing press passes, maybe even Ravens Chiefs on the AFC Championship game, just for getting a free estimate. It's that easy. WestShoreHome.com slash Ross. Ducks takes.
All right, Ross. The Eagles are reportedly not retaining offense coordinator Brian Johnson. They will likely discuss that at a press conference later today. Right. So there are reports out that they've already interviewed virtually Cliff Kingsbury, the former Arizona Cardinals head coach who was with USC this past year. I don't know who else they've talked to, what else has leaked in terms of interviews, but obviously that means that Brian Johnson will not be back. And I'm going to say this about the press conference today. I'm going to make this my Labatt take of the week, Jack, presented by Labatt Blue Light, the pristine Canadian Pilsner. Enjoy your beers together so you can live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. I feel like press conferences are the single most overrated thing that we talk about. And maybe it's more in Philadelphia because of the press conference today than it is in other cities. But in general, they hardly ever say anything of significance. I feel like I could predict with maybe 95% accuracy what is going to be said at all of these press conferences for all these teams. The Bills, Brandon Bean and McDermott had theirs. People are really into, pre- oh, what are they going to say at the press conference? What are they going to say? I can already tell you what they're going to say at the press conference. Might be the most overrated thing we talk about in sports media. And a little bit more general manager news out of Las Vegas. The Raiders are hiring former Chargers GM Tom Telesco as their next general manager. That is interesting because a lot of times, Jack, you don't get a second bite at the apple, right? It's it's a rare club of guys that get a chance to be GMs twice. You usually don't get that opportunity. And for Tom Telesco, who didn't have that much success with the Chargers, to get a second opportunity this quickly is very interesting to say the least we'll see how he does good guy drafted some good players but man is he the guy that deserves a second chance as a gm i guess we'll find out other than that i think we're done here thanks for tuning in to the ross tucker football podcast make sure to also check out even money fantasy feast and college draft all on the DraftKings network on samsung tv plus youtube or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform shout out myfrontpagestory.com guys valentine's day is right around the corner three weeks away knock this one out of the park myfrontpagestory.com if she doesn't love it i'll be shocked If you get her or him or whoever one of these, you have a great chance to be the spread the word winner. You also have backofficeschedule.com, steakhousesports.com, humanheadnyc.com, sportaculture, and pizza boy brewing.